0: In a world of iconic riffs, immortal solos, the highest notes, and the most guttural growls, the debate of the greats has raged on for decades. And we settle them here. This is The Great Metal Standoff. Thank you very much, voiceover guy. ladies and gentlemen, of the rock and roll punk, prog, hardcore, thrash, and heavy metal community, My name is Jason Evans, and this is The Great Metal Standoff, the podcast that pits music's greatest albums in track by track, combat. Now, on this day, I speak to you still as the leader of the Mosh Pit Resurrection. I've been in the mood to meet up and have longer forms of conversations with my fellow Mosh Pit team over at our weekly radio show on Thursday nights, so today... We'll be meeting the members of both our 8 to 9pm Punk Hour and my current co-host over at the Metal Hour. Their names are Solome and Imran, and we'll be pitting another pair of the 90s punk pioneers at the helm of arguably shaping the direction of rock and roll in the 1990s. Green Day's Dookie versus Weezer's self-titled debut, better known as the Blue Album. Now, how are we going to do that, you might ask? Well, I have the answer right here for you with the Great Metal Standoff Rulebook. Every album battle will be contested in track-by-track format by a podcast panel. Each individual panelist will select a winner of each pairing. The winning track will receive a point to that individual's tally score. Tracks on albums that go uncontested can receive a tally point if a panelist awards it a gold star. Once the battle is over, the album with the highest tally score will receive one grand point for that album. If a panelist's tally score results in a draw, both albums will receive half a grand point each. The album with the most grand points will be declared the winner. Alright, we're cutting straight to the chase here on the Great Metal Standoff, so let's head to the battlefield. This is the second time Green Day is appearing in the uh, Great Metal Standoff arena, or Coliseum, or whatever you want to describe it as. So let's not waste any time, and go roll the audio. Alright, so on the most recent episode of the Great Metal Standoff, I had the opportunity to meet part of our new team here at Mosh Pit on Sin. Now we're about to meet the other half. We have one of the stars from Demonium 8 till 9pm on Moshpit on Sim. We have Solomay joining us in the Battle Arena Coliseum
1: thing. Hello, hello.
0: And uh, my trusty co-host across this most recent run here at Moshpit, Imran. My co-host on the Metal Hours here. Ahoy, how you doing? I'm doing quite well. How are you guys all doing? Pretty good.
1: It's... Very excited. Um, it's my first showing, uh, Imran's first showing on the Great Metal Standoff. Uh, looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, I mean, probably one of uh, the... Yeah one of the very few occasions where, you know, we can actually get some like long form discussion in.
1: Love a debate. So be careful what you wish for.
0: (laughs) Hey, well, you know, we banter a lot in between the music breaks over on Mosh Pit. So might as well Uh, put a microphone in front of us and uh, just talk (laughs) music really. And that's kind of what I want to take this, how I want to take this podcast in the future. So that's the journey. It's a journey. Oh yeah.
2: That's the dream. Yes. Just to talk about music all day, every day until you can't anymore.
0: Is that why both of you guys uh, decided to join me on this, like, mosh pit resurrection here at Sin? What brought you guys yeah, pretty,
2: here? Yeah, pretty much my love of music. It's, there's not much else I want to talk about in the world, so why not talk about music?
1: Yeah, I'm in the same boat, really. Um, obviously, I, I studied journalism, and... The dream job would be to be a music journal. I'm in print at the moment. I'm writing about mines, which is very far off. Um, I mean, there's a couple of songs that mention a few elements, lithium, for example, that I deal with on a daily basis. But apart from that, the music doesn't really get to come into it in my work life. So it's cool to kind of pursue that as something different in my personal life.
0: Excellent. So there is one almighty battle here Uh, we're here to discuss today, and that is the third album by Green Day, Dookie, and the debut album by Weezer, both released in 1994. Uh, Good year. And could you argue that it kind of set the direction of how rock and roll went for the rest of the 90s?
1: I would say so. Um, Listening back to the Blue Album, or the self-titled album that went on to be known as the Blue Album by Weezer, I was kind of listening to it going, you know, At the time, I don't remember it making a huge impact on me, but I think the sound, it's almost like it was a little before its time. It's like a lot of the alt rock you would hear on the radio um, at the moment. So I think that they were really, really good at picking where the sound was going to go. Um, 1994, it was an interesting time for the music world. Um, In May, we unfortunately lost Kurt Cobain. Um, Arguably with him, we lost grunge too, which was one of those sort of post-genres. And then it was... Taking it in that next direction, um, that bands like Weezer, Green Day, then also like the Foo Fighters, um, um, like Blink One Eight Two, uh, Sum Forty One, etc., kind of taking the genre to that next step. And yeah, like you said, Jason, these two albums definitely played a big role in paving the way.
2: I wasn't alive at the time, but I it do definitely I. agree. <laughs> it, yeah, it it did seem like after after grunge died, the like the main the mainstream music really did take a turn from that, like heavier sound to the more pop, uh, punk, skater kind of, uh, kind of deal. I, was, I think it's really interesting because it it does really derive from grunge as well. It's just like a it's a new turn. It's taken. It's kind of kind of gone back to the roots of like the Beach Boys, the Beatles, that are uh, more edgy and just insane.
1: And yes, I know I'm I'm the token old person here. Um, <laughs> another reason I love these two albums so much 1994, the year I was born so lots of good stuff coming out of that year, arguably
0: well you'd be very likely um, it's very likely you could be our encyclopedia for this podcast because you'll be well versed in it it's part of the upbringing
1: <laughs> let's hope so
0: yes, so um, um, when I brought you guys in here and you've been listening into the ums um, going into this, which album did you think would have come out on top?
2: personally? I thought it would be Green Day, but that's purely because I've only ever listened to Green Day. I've never actually listened to Weezer before this. So,
1: Welcome to the Weezer train. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Um, I was thinking Green Day as well, I think, because when I think back to iconic 90s, I do think of Dookie as an album. Um, but then going back and listening to them again, like I said, listening back to the Blue Album with my Today Mindset, I was like, wow, this is this is actually, you know, A, a really good album, B, even better when you remember that this was their debut as well. Um, and yeah, I feel like it would be very well placed to fit into today's music, but it was also still so quintessentially 90s at the same time. So it'll be yeah. interesting to see, breaking it down song by song, what comes out I on top. I was very
2: surprised um, that the Blue Album, because I literally know nothing about Weezer. I was surprised that the Blue Album was their first album, because I would... I was quite surprised, it was a very good album. Every song just seemed to be like a hit, like one after the other.
1: Definitely. Um, and I think um, Rivers Kumo himself has said, um, you know, he said, look, I know it's not perfect, but it was very real. So for a debut album, you know, mm. we couldn't really ask for more than that as musicians. So, yeah,
0: yeah. And as usual, we are actually recording, at the time for recording, we're in the midst of a a coronavirus pandemic, so we're all uh, doing this podcast in our isolation station, as you would say on Punctimonium Solomon every week. Um, But to begin every podcast, we normally have our timekeeper ring the bell. Luckily, we have the timekeeper on our Zoom call right now about to ring the bell for us from his isolation station. So timekeeper, take it away. Thank you very much. Okay, let's begin this great metal standoff. Dookie versus Weezer. Let's start with track 1,
2: Burnout versus My Name is Jonas. Oh, this this one it was a bit of a tough one, but I think Burnout's the one for me. That's that is an immediate smack in the face right there.
1: Well, I I have to agree. It's, it's definitely one of those songs that there's it, it, just no nonsense, just bang. It is straight into it. There's no mm. little finger-picky intros, there's no drum roll. It's just bang. Um But I think for me, my name is Jonas does pip it to the post. And I am surprised saying this myself again, like if you'd asked me two weeks ago, I might've said burnout. Um, It's a very close battle. Um, I just feel that there's two other tracks on Dookie one in particular. I'll bring them both up later. That might've been a better opener. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with it as an opener. I just think that there is another one that could have stolen that spot. Whereas I think, My name is Jonas, it's not only the perfect album debut, but it's the perfect debut Mm. debut being, as we mentioned earlier, their debut album. So, yeah, I think my vote is going blue. The
0: best way I describe this is burnout is most definitely the shot of adrenaline to get you, as like a shot of adrenaline hot start. My name is Jonas is very much like the grand opening of the album.
2: Mm. Mm. I I particularly like My name is Jonas, because I was, um, it starts off in a bit of a weird time signature in 3-4. So ah. it's got this weird swing feeling. And uh, yeah, I, I was quite shocked at the, um, it was also the change in the acoustic and the electric guitar. It was, very, uh, it was very Pixies. I really liked that. It was a very fun song.
0: If you want a little bit of a fun right. fact for that, um, the original guitarist for Weezer was uh, Jason Cropper. And that is his, the intro, which is that acoustic part in My Name Is Jonas, is the only writing credit he received. And uh, was fired from the band shortly before the album was released. It is a very solid intro, and oh, yeah. that, sorry, Imran, that's probably where I'm going to dedicate my first point to. My name is Jonas, which leads, which takes it to a, a one nothing lead for Weezer. In both, so is Soulmate it
1: that intro? And, is, is that intro re- getting you over the line? Because um, it'd be interesting if it was, because and the grander yeah, nature of him. the
0: song. I would also yeah. say the grander nature of the song is what. Tips it for me, but I, it mm. burnout for me wasn't the world's my world's most favourite opening song I'd ever heard. It took a few listens for me to really grow on me, but at the same time, no, nah, it's my name is Jonas on my opinion. Because burnout. do you know
1: why the original guitarist left? Uh, why is that? Um, it was they thought that um, chemistry it just didn't work. They were worried he was literally killing the chemistry. So it's quite funny that that intro is what's held us in our argument and. That was why he ultimately was asked to leave the band. So there you go.
0: Well, there you have it. But anyway, for Solemate and myself, it is one nil in favor of Weezer, where Imran has tipped the scale and give it a one nothing lead to Dookie.
2: Interesting. Uh, well, stand by my opinion. It's a. <laughs> I think it's just the. It's the most solid. Like it. It sets the tone for the whole album just straight from the get go. I think it's. That's what makes it such a solid opener. Is just that. You know what you're expecting throughout the whole album and. Exactly what you get.
1: That is a solid argument. I have another fun fact about my name is Jonas. It was uh actually written about Rivers' brother's insurance problems after having a car accident. Oh, really? Bit of a random reason to write a song, but hmm. it's the 90s. Anything goes.
0: Insurance problems. Speaking of insurance problems, moving on, having a blast versus no one else. Now, if we're gonna keep this podcast as PG as we possibly can, having a blast in my personal description, is kind of like when a kid gets angry and he says, I'm so angry, I just want to explode.
1: <laughs> That's, That's my PG, way to put it, yeah. friendly
0: version
2: of describing That's, that song. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about the enough. real version later. Yeah,
1: I'd rather oh, you didn't. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, in the interest of keeping it PG as well, I would just like to say that I think that this was the point where I was listening back and went, wow, the drums on Dookie really were effing unreal um yeah it really kind of you know Trey cool was just that he's Trey cool um and it's mm. just it's got that gritty 94 green day sound that you know as you said with track one that you just come to expect from that album there's no secrets there it's just all laid out and that's what i really like about uh that track
2: yeah such a right from the get-go that intro riff just it's just like explosive. It's beautiful. Just the, I love the bass in the song. It's very gallopy. I feel like it plays a more prominent role in the song, but um, yeah, also the drums in it, just like in the chorus, especially is just so fun.
1: Green Day are one of those bands that does really utilize their bass player. Um, in some acts, it is easy for the bass player to fade into the background a little bit, but Green Day is mm. certainly not the case, um, particularly on yeah. their earlier work, which is something that I do really like about them because mm. you can't go wrong with like a really distorted, grungy bass line.
0: Now, fl- over on the flip side, uh, we have No One Else, which the only uh, piece of technical, theoretical fun facts I could come up with was that No One Else is the only song... Uh, on the Weezer album that is in standard tuning.
2: Really?
1: They I were a fan it's... of their obscure tuning, weren't they?
2: Interesting, um, I didn't know that.
1: The opinion I formed on no one else was, he <laughs> just seems a little bit paranoid and possessive, doesn't he? You can't laugh at anyone else, yeah. you can't wear your makeup, um, you know, if I leave. Yeah, so it kind of lost points from me for that. It was a bit like, mm, nah, Rivers, mm. I'll do my own thing. Thank you very much.
0: I think I found a quote from river's Cuomo, and he's talking about that that song is kind of kind of like the quote i'm putting quotes up here jealous obsessive asshole in me freaking out on my girlfriend
1: <laughs> at least he owns yeah. up to it i suppose <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah i i read up um it was meant to be i think a satirical take on kind of that but i guess like if it came from a real place for him i guess it's exaggerated or whatever it, art is always exaggerated
1: yeah, it, in some form
2: yeah exactly yeah, I that track was, um I don't know, I think that was one of the weaker tracks for me on this album. Didn't, um, I don't know, something about it didn't really hit as well as some of these other tracks.
1: Yeah, I thought it was, for that reason, a little bit of a downer, whereas Having a Blast was a little bit more carefree. Mm.
0: Personally, I've flip-flopped between both songs about where I'm going to designate my point to, but um I think you are convincing me. Having a Blast has, like, that more explosive nature about it both figuratively and literally, but we're going to keep it PG. Uh, So I think you two might have actually convinced me here. So does this mean all three of us are going to take having a blast
2: here? You know it.
1: I'm taking it. Yep. Having a blast. I had a blast listening to it. It's done. The point is there.
2: Okay.
0: It's a very even start, it seems, here on this battle. Track number three. Chump versus The World Has Turned and Left Me Here.
1: Can I just say to start that chump is a severely underrated insult and I think it needs to make a comeback.
0: Oh, <laughs> oh that's the insult itself, right? Calling
2: somebody a no. chump. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah chump. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I really like no, it. You say it I'm, I actually might just insert that into my vocabulary from now on. <laughs> just as long as you don't. Kids <laughs> who skate by me now, I'm just going to yell at him, call him a chump.
0: Just Wade as long piece. as you don't, just as long as you don't direct it at me Thursday nights, Imran.
1: <laughs> I was going to say I, <laughs> can I can see that, uh creating a <laughs> bit of danger. Yeah, we've Martin. heard lots of words pass between the two of you. Uh, dunce yep. being one that comes to mind, but now I think we'll be hearing a bit more of chump. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: yes, uh, <laughs> thank just, you, Solomon. Uh, just in case people are listening retrospectively, at the time of recording, Imran and I are trying to cultivate a feud between each other on Moshbit regarding our quiz segment yeah. that we do every week. So, What
2: do you mean, frame? I thought we actually hated each other.
0: Oh, I'm telling you. Aww. I'm glad you're a fan of Tool because that's what it's like knowing you personally. No, I'm, I'm kidding, of course. Because ooh, <laughs> ooh. It, I'm going to
1: steer this back towards the albums, I think. Hey,
0: this that's is a good side, idea. This is a side right, project. Say some things. Hey, we'll leave the storylines for the main show, hey? Okay. All righty, chump. <laughs> 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 yeah. Well, yeah. If you're going <laughs> to steer us, back, if
1: you're
0: going to steer us back to the uh, main subject that matter, my my point, to the world has turned, I I much I preferred that dynamic more than I did Chump. To be honest,
1: it's probably my favourite song on the Blue album, actually, um which is a bit cool. There's some big songs there, but I love that the world has turned and left me. um It's a bit of a change in pace, a change in pace from track one and two. Takes more of a move on an emotional turn, um and I'm just frothing off that distorted bass. Um, Mm. it's very they weave it into quite a few of the songs but in this song it's particularly prominent whereas chump i felt like it was a little bit the same same as tracks one and two i understand why um if it ain't broke why fix it um but yeah i I can't go past the world has turned and left me here i I think it is my favorite song on this album
2: this one's a bit of an interesting one i can i this is a very hard pick for me i think if I was to choose, I'd have to pick Chump, because of the bass breakdown in the middle. I'm a bit of a sucker for a, for a groovy bass line. And the, the guitars how they come in, and it just builds, and then the crazy, manic playing at the ending just gets me.
1: That breakdown was the only point in which I felt a little bit conflicted about my choice, because every time you hear mm. it, you just go, oh, but yeah, <laughs> I stand by what I thought.
0: That breakdown takes away the point, in my opinion, because I think they did better ones later in the album. Fair. Whereas, okay. the, whereas uh, on the Weezer side, The World Has Turned, I just enjoyed you know, the mix of dynamic between acoustic and electric guitar and the, the overall groove, the delivery of the title in the chorus. Mm. So that's my reasoning there.
2: Uh, the World Has Turned and Left Me is a very interesting song. I really liked it. I really liked the solo in it as well. It was one of my favourite solos in the, in the album, actually.
0: Okay, so just maybe let's put this as uh, Act 1 of the Great Metal Standoff done. The scores are as follows. For myself, it is 2-1 in favour of Weezer and same deal with Solomon. Imran, it's 3-0 in favour of Green Day.
1: We haven't converted you yet as a Weezer fan. I have confidence. There's some good songs coming
2: up. Yeah, there are. You're right. Duke is a, a really good album there. This one's gonna,
0: I believe, conflict a lot of us here, especially <laughs> Salome here. Longview versus Buddy Holly.
1: How did you know?
0: Because isn't oh, isn't Buddy Holly one of one of if not the most famous Weezer song?
1: Yes, <laughs> and fun fact, it nearly didn't make the album. So imagine what would have been if it didn't.
0: Yeah, and the uh, reason behind was, that was
1: he was worried it was too cheesy. I say. Oh it is it is a little bit cheesy okay it the cheese is there um but cheese is good like parmesan camembert gorgonzola cheese is good like it, nothing wrong with a little bit of cheese in moderation
2: this this song was um buddy holly is just a for, right from the get-go that first line talking about um something about his homies that was the point where i was just like nah, Longview view winters for me that was that uh, just the song was a bit too cheese for me. It, I I don't see, uh, like I've seen pictures of Rivers Cuomo, like recently. Like, I was looking them up doing research on the band, and I did, I just did not picture that man saying homies ever. It just made me cringe a little. So, and I think Longview is too, too good of a track to, to like be a contest for any song really on this album. So, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Chump and Longview have
0: a bass line that uh, transition between one another. I'm not going to yeah. lie. When that was playing, I did kind of do the Marilyn Manson. The beautiful people. The beautiful people. I'm not going to lie. I did do that once that was playing. I didn't even think of that. Damn. But. It's, it's a very interesting Longview is a song where I can imagine if I had a house to myself and I'm living alone or whatever, and I'm doing the dishes or something, and I put the Bluetooth on. That is the most, the ultimate procrastination song. You're doing the dishes or something mm-hmm. like that, and you kind of just dance it around while you're scrubbing and stacking your dishes, and then you'll hop away, maybe grab a broom, and just start dancing around.
1: <laughs> I should have made There's this like the video Poppins clip. There.
0: Yeah, it's very Mary Poppins like <laughs> the Mary Poppins <laughs> rock song,
2: Longview. <laughs> Yeah. Just picturing
1: <laughs> Billy Joe in in his underwear doing the dishes, dancing around, and that is the video clip. Um, I think it really works. Um, That'd
2: be a very good
0: video clip for this song. You should
1: be a director. Hmm.
0: <laughs> the, the direct connotation of Longview is laziness, in fairness.
2: Yeah, I think the, like, even the songs instrumentally, it really sets the atmosphere of laziness as well, because it's got this, like, kind of simple walking bass line, the light drums and stuff, and it's just him singing. And then once the, um, Once all the instruments come in, it just like hits the vibe of that teen angsty kind of like that angst feel where it just, I don't know. I think the, this is my favorite song on the album, honestly, just because I feel like it's the most atmospheric in terms of teen angst and and punk.
0: Interesting. Does that mean uh, that we're seeing a 4-0 difference in your scoring run?
2: It it does. It really does. I wasn't a massive fan of Buddy Holly. Damn. Yeah, a bit controversial, but
0: in your opinion, Same, how do we how does Buddy Holly compare?
1: Well, I originally had my vote for Longview, but then I stepped back and went, Well, hang on, which one do I remember more when I think back to that time? And then I think I went, Oh, I think I'm picking Buddy Holly. I in like I really didn't think I was coming in here to make that argument. But then I thought, yeah, like when I remember back to the two albums, when I think do he Longview is not the first one that springs to mind. Whereas when I think blue album, I think Buddy Holly. So it's it's very close. I've got like st- little stars next to both of them in my notebook with a big fat question mark in the middle. But I think I'm going with the cheese. It's a Margarita it- Pizza of a song.
2: It was Jason.
0: Yes, it was it was <laughs> it was tough. I think i I think I am siding with Longview a bit more than I am Buddy Holly. However, that chorus will be in my head the moment we leave. And we stopped recording. I bet you
2: that is it. I will admit that is a very catchy chorus. I did. I liked the chorus. Yeah, that I stuck in my head for a bit.
0: Once we stop recording, I bet you I'm going to be going. Oh, we oh da 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 da. But I'm That was t- a
1: good battle though. Like that's two that really really one. strong yeah. songs. Um, I think it was probably the hardest one for this album. Um,
0: really, I reckon mm. there's a much tougher battle coming up and I can't wait just soul mate, just personally because you are the most well versed between these two albums, I seriously can't wait for another battle that's coming up.
1: I know How the one on. you're thinking of.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I think there's I do more too. to come
1: yet. <laughs>
0: there is more to come. Welcome to Paradise versus Undone the
2: Sweater song. This is an easy one for me, honestly. This is Welcome to Paradise. Sweat oh, like okay. Sweater Song. I liked Sweater Song. It it was a very solid song because I I liked the um there's some interesting uh, chords at the start or the the arpeggios on the guitar but the um it was so unsettling it it felt like it didn't fit in the album uh, there was I don't know like the dialogue and stuff in the um in between the verses and the chorus I don't know why it really unsettled me felt like kind of scary
1: There could be Especially a reason those, that um that yeah, you feel like well, it didn't that you that you feel like it didn't fit um Because it was the first song Rivers ever wrote for Weezer and it was written back in 1991. So, yeah, it might have just been a complete change in sound in the three years between writing it and putting it on the Mm. album.
2: I guess that makes sense, yeah. I didn't know that. Would you like a fun fact on the sweater song? Always.
0: This is a bit more of a paraphrased um, uh, note that I took here, but Rivers Cuomo was trying to write a Velvet Underground song regarding the sweater song. However, years later, he believes that the song is a complete rip-off of Welcome Home Sanitarium by Metallica.
1: <laughs> I think he said really? almost a complete rip-off, didn't he? Yeah, not- <laughs> almost. I'm yeah. <laughs> sure.
0: But I, 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 have, I think I, I might have paraphrased that. the quote a bit too finely, but yes.
1: Yeah, which is oh, interesting that, that he went—he was going the... for Velvet Underground and ended up with Metallica. Yeah.
2: Was that in the riff?
1: You can
0: hear kind of like a dun 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 dad and and not not obviously verbatim to
2: Sanitarium, but uh, similar sound. Okay, yeah, yeah. all right I think I yeah, I've yeah, I've got the song in my head. I think I can, yeah. I think I know what he means. Then, uh,
1: <laughs> welcome to paradise,
2: just off. That one, that was just a that's a banger. That's honest best chorus, best hook in the whole song. Honestly, the harmonies in the background is just so yeah.
1: Um, and that classic jangly. Like sound as well. Um, we do hear that in more mature Green Day down the track. I think it's very, very iconic Green Day, um, very true to themselves. And like you said, it's just such a good chorus. Feel um, like Buddy Holly, you just can't get that chorus out of your head.
2: Yeah. So
1: it is one of the two albums I thought could have opened this uh, songs, not albums rather. It's one of the two songs I thought could have opened Dookie um, ahead of oh, okay. the track that did open it, which I've already forgotten the name of uh, Burnout.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> So um, with Imran, it's now 5-0 in favour of Dookie. Solmay, where does your point lie on this particular? Uh, It
1: lies in paradise.
0: Lying in paradise. That takes your overall score to 2-3 in favour of the blue album. For me, it's two all and I think I have flipped between each of them multiple times before we went on air. and I think I'm going to end up siding with. Uh, I was about to say "Welcome to Paradise," but now I'm not so sure. But I, do you know what? I you, think do you need some time? I think I'll take it. I, I'll, I'll take "Welcome to Paradise," but it's very tentative because I quite enjoy both songs. Uh, they're both I enjoy both. I think I think at this point in time, right now, "Welcome to Paradise" is the song for me. But I wouldn't be surprised if we go off air and my mind changes. But currently, I'm 3-2 in favour of Dookie. All
2: right.
1: Very interesting uh, rundown of scores. Yeah. Next
0: up, Pulling Teeth versus Surf Wax America.
2: This one's a... Uh, well, Pulling Teeth for me isn't a particularly memorable song on Dookie. But uh, Surf Wax America, I really liked the riff. Um, the I found it was very reminiscent of... Um, I felt like it could have come straight off of something off of Incesticide by Nirvana which really? I particularly liked. Yeah. The uh, one again, sorry? Pulling especially Teeth? Especially the verses. Uh, Surf Wax America.
0: Oh, okay, right.
2: Yeah, I, I felt f- um, Pulling Teeth on, off Dookie wasn't a particularly memorable song, but Surf Wax America, I particularly liked. That one kind of stood out to me a bit. And I liked there was a little beat switch in the middle of it with uh, just bass and uh, vocals, which was, which really caught me off guard. So, um, yeah, I think this one might have to go to, what's this album called? The Blue Album. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> that's Imran for
0: you. He's forgotten the, the album he's reviewing on this show. But you've gone Surf Wax America, have you?
2: Yeah, I think this one, a bit of a switch up. But yeah, I think I'd have to go with Surf Wax America on this one.
0: So that that's Imran's first point he's given to Weezer here. And it's Surf Wax America. Extract. One of my uh, one, of, one in my opinion that I think is one of the more cheesier ones. You take your car to work, I'll mm. take my board. Interesting.
1: <laughs> Sounds like the dream life that I wanted to live when I was 16 years old, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I was a little bit the same, re-pulling teeth. I I don't think it's a bad song, I I just think that it was overshadowed by better tracks on Dookie, and again, it just wasn't the most memorable. Um, I think they're both a little bit cheesy, both of these songs. What I really loved about Surf Wax America was like Weezer's Beach Boys influence kind of shining through more than any of the other tracks uh, for obvious reasons. If the title doesn't give it away enough, it's just very, very SoCal. Um, But yeah, it's kind of Beach Boys with heavier, more distorted riffs. So yeah, for me, I am also going in favor of Surf Wax America, um, reminiscent to my teenage years spent focusing more on surfing than school.
0: So, am I safe in saying that you are going to give your fourth point to Weezer on this particular battle? I am. Well, guess what? So am I. Entirely because of you take your car to work, I'll take my board and that cheesy (laughs) nature. (laughs) And it's because I can remember that, which I can't remember too much about Pulling Teeth other than it being a very smitten sounding song.
1: Sometimes you need cheese to make it memorable. Uh, yep.
0: Uh, that's how that's how we roll here on the Great Metal Standoff. In the meantime, uh, uh, at the time of recording, over at our Mosh Pit on Sin Facebook page, we did have a poll go up, and here would and give you the opportunity to vote and see which you think would turn out on top in a Great Metal Standoff battle. What would be the better album according to you? Let's check out the results of that poll right now as we transform into the future and see those results. <laughs> Thank you very much, me from the past. And yes, this is legitimately me from the future here to report the results of our poll that we put up last week on the Moshpit Facebook account, which is at facebook.com forward slash Moshpit on Sin, which asked you, our audience, which album you believed was the superior one if they ever went head to head in track by track combat. A big thank you to the 68 of you who did vote in our poll last week. We have the results right here, and interestingly enough, the general consensus amongst all of you was that 62% of you casted your vote to Dookie, with Weezer only obtaining 38% of the vote. A big thanks once again to all 68 of you who took part in this poll. It was very interesting seeing where all of your allegiances lay. But now with a very highly anticipated and contentious battle coming up, let's waste no time in going back into the past and hearing the second half of this exciting battle. So we're approximately halfway through here, and it is probably the most contentious battle, the one I've most definitely been looking forward to the most here. Basket Case versus Say It Ain't So... When I saw that these two match up, I was I was giddy with excitement of wondering what I was conflict not. this is going to cause. Do you know this what I said?
1: No. I said, oh, say it ain't so. <laughs> that was terrible.
0: So quite oh boy. so quite clearly, both of these tracks are the uh, the biggest or the most successful or most well-known songs on it each respective album with basket case being probably green day's biggest hit other than i guess american idiot and um say it ain't so and buddy holly uh so am i right are they the two most famous weezer songs uh
1: i would say so um people loved island in the sun that was a few albums later when they kind of slowed it up a bit that's a little bit of a cheesy summer wedding song uh maybe (laughs) um but yeah, I was not... I, I saw, after the battle at track four between Buddy Holly and Longview, and then when I saw Seven, again, when, like, like yourself, when I saw these two match-up, I just kind of went, oh, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> no. Uh,
2: yeah, this is... this is. I still haven't made a decision yet, honestly, on what wins <laughs> this, because Say Don't So... It's probably my favourite track off of the Blue Album. I agree and with Basket you there, Basket Case is just... Basket Case is just a classic. I, I can't... It's... How can you hate that song? It's there's, it's like it's a perfect Green Day song. It, in every sense of the word, it is the perfect Green Day song.
1: The so, only thing I hate about it is that it's making me make this decision.
2: So yep. interest, interestingly <laughs> enough, I don't
0: necessarily share your conflicted nature to this because when I listened to the album from front to back for the first time, which was in the making of this podcast, when I got to Basket Case, I actually wrote this question that I wanted to direct to you guys. What makes Basket Case the standout that has resonated with the with millions over the, all these years?
1: I think it's just the opening line. Like, do you have the time to listen to me whine? What a way mm. to start a song. Um, I think it's even made, like those compilations on the internet when people say, what is the best opening line to a song? Um, it's, it's made it on several lists. I, I think it's, it, it's a little bit, like we were talking earlier, it just hits you in the face straight away. What would you say, Imran, about why it kind of I, stuck with people as the ultimate Green Day track?
2: Look, personally, like, I don't know particularly why it stuck with a lot of people. It, personally, for me, I think it feels like, for a Green Day song, it's catchy, it's interesting, and it sound, for me, it sounds like a ballad. It, it's not a ballad, obviously. It's got this feel to it that, like, in terms of the the way it's structured... The way the instruments, uh, like the the chord progressions, the the melodic lines, and it, everything about it to me screams ballad, except it's not a ballad. It's a it's just like this weird three four minute punk song by Green Day, and I don't know. For me, that makes it the most interesting thing. Is it? It's got it. It feels like it's got all of this potential and this like this big cinematic feel crammed into this small punk song, and for some for some reason that just yeah, just stuck with me.
1: This is the song I thought should have opened the album. I think really? it just—it just has that impact straight away. Um, I don't know. I, it seems weird. I'd have to with that,
2: to be honest. I yeah? think it's placed. I I think it's quite nicely placed because it kind of evens out the album with all the like the the more forgettable songs, with like the the lesser known ones. So I feel like it's yeah. I don't know.
1: Maybe it's the meaning behind it too, because Billy Joe Armstrong has said it's about, you know, battling anxiety, um, confusion about sexuality as well. Um, And I don't know, if I were anxiety and I had Basket Case come at me, I would run. Uh, It was a really strong way of combating, you know, a really, you know, tough inner battle.
0: I guess that's Mm. also another answer to how it's resonated with so many over all this time.
1: Definitely. um, I think... To see, you know, someone that's a hero of yours also going through something that, you know, fans might be, I mean, A, it shows that they're human as well and you're a lot more connected and B, that you're not so alone. So I guess that's why it's so timeless as well. Um, I feel like there'd be kids today that would still be loving Basket Case just as much as I was in the late 90s.
0: Now, if we turn the tide a little bit to say it ain't so, what goes what i what i found really funny listening to this uh the blue album entirely from track one to track 10 is that we've gone from surf wax america which is as a uh, song you said it was a beach boys influence is that what you said yeah it's like that cheesy lyric writing of you take your car to work i take my board when you run out of fuel i'll be still afloat or to to that extent to a song that is apparently from when rivers found alcohol in the fridge belonging to his stepfather. What a shift!
1: Mm. I think that's why I like the Blue Album as a whole so much. Um, I feel like Dookie again; it's very themed and it, it's a very cohesive journey. Um, you know, it all kind of runs off one to the other to the other. Whereas the Blue Album, it does have those random shifts. It's such a roller coaster of an album, and um, again, like there's there's no better or worse way of doing it. Some albums are a story that start to finish and it's all very, very structured like Dookie is and then others are just a complete, you know, just journey that's not it's at a all A yeah. selection
0: of songs that take you up and down with peaks and troughs Yeah, Yes.
1: that's the way I'm trying to
0: Also, around it's the bush.
1: I'm, I'm Weezer telling the story I'm going up mm. and down way too much
0: <laughs> And it's also Weezer being a lot less kooky and really addressing something very Serious, very serious, you yeah. know, really down in reality. I'm, I'm tr- struggling with the vocabulary, but um, hopefully you can understand what I'm trying to get at. But uh, well, then they're both
1: kind of on those themes, aren't they? Um,
2: yeah, they're both s- pretty heavy songs.
1: Serious side of it. Maybe it's that's where, yeah. maybe that's the big significant thing about track seven. That's where you bury that big emotionally field, tackling a bit of a battle that you've had in your life track. Mm-hmm. It belongs at number seven. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and these songs are definitely uh, songs that can help people, you know, deal with the Nova overcome. And also, luckily, nowadays in 2020, we have Beyond Blue, 1-800-RESPECT, that also help you with. So, hey, they're an extra mode of support, you could say. Now, yeah. <laughs> I think we've been delaying it long enough. Where are you giving your point to? <laughs> Salome, I go first.
1: Oh, I was going to say, someone else go first. <laughs> I can go
0: first, because okay. I'm not as Jason. conflicted as you two are. Because. As much as Basket Cases is timeless of a song to millions, it's not my favourite song on the album. So I'm taking Say It Ain't So. Fair enough.
1: Ooh, I don't you like know, this.
0: I should, I should also mention, before I even listen to the Blue Album entirely, Say It Ain't So was the only Weezer song I listened to, but I really enjoy it. But still, that's my point. It's going to Say It Ain't So. And for me, that takes it to 4-3. <laughs> oh,
1: I guess I should go next. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I... I love how mournful the chorus is and I, I love the distortion. I think that's such a, that's the only carrying theme on the whole blue album is it, the continued distortion. Everything else like we've said is so up and down, but I think I have to go with basket case it, a, a great battle. It was, but yeah, I'm sticking with basket case.
2: Imran. Oh uh, no, <laughs> this is so conflicting because there's so many positives and I like, I've got nothing negative to say about both of these songs. It's like, the solo in Say It Ain't So just it like it's perfect, but the yeah, I don't know the the fact that Basket Case just feels like a ballad and it's catchy.
0: But Say It Ain't So has like that ballad like solo, doesn't it?
2: Hmm. Oh my god, can we skip this or is, do <laughs> I have to pick now?
0: Uh, I struggle with Welcome to Paradise and the Sweaters song, Imran.
2: Oh no! All right. Okay, look, I've known Basket Case for longer, so I'm gonna pick that one. Okay. Just I think I resonate with that one a bit more.
0: Okay. It's, a,
2: it's a very tough decision though. This is like, this is like picking a favorite child. It's <laughs> devastating.
1: I think you use the same technique I chose in um, Buddy Holly, just overtaking Longview. I was like, okay, which mm. one resonates with me more? Like, because again, there's nothing negative to say about either song um, on the battle that is track four and track seven. So. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad that's over.
0: I'm glad you think that's over because the track eight battle, I have flip flopped numerous times in the making of this podcast. It is she versus in the garage. When I on first listen, I went in the garage and then immediately following, I've started flipping, listening to she a little bit more Then I gave the point to she. Now I'm undecided again. (laughs)
1: <laughs> what's got what's got you flipping so much i want to hear about your struggle because i think this time around i'm finally a little bit more decided um i'd like to hear
0: i enjoyed what's going the, on in there. i enjoyed the playfulness of in the garage and the innocent nature of being in the garage just doing your own thing where, where you have no care in the world no responsibilities and it's had that playful
2: nature that song's about um that's about a party that they had i'm pretty sure i'd when I researched it, it's uh right before they went to New York, about a day before. Yes, that's um, so they oh, yeah they played LA a show Ranger. and then they they held an LA Rager. That's the one.
1: It was literally yeah, the night after, before recording.
2: Yep, the night before, and then um, apparently they only got like 40 minutes of sleep or 45 minutes of sleep or something, and um they got woken up the next day, flew to New York to start. They went to Electric Ladyland to record this first album, which is insane as well. That I can only dream of doing that. But yeah, that's. Yeah, this is based off of, there's um, lyrics in it that like reference um, Kiss posters and stuff, which is like an actual thing that they had because the garage was surrounded by posters.
0: Yes, and there's a there's also a reference to uh, Dungeons and Dragons with I've uh, got my uh, D&D master's guide and the 12-sided die. Can mm. <laughs> I just it... say
1: now that I think Weezer's genre is nerd punk.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if that is a genre, but I'm, I'm saying I mean, it now. I mean, they look the part, so. They're, they're very nerdy. I'm... Yeah, and I'm I'm a bit of a nerd at heart, so maybe that's why they appeal to me so much. You know, you've got skate punk, post punk, nerd punk.
0: I still don't quite understand post punk, but anyway, that's not the point. The point is, <laughs> we also discussion. have she to discuss.
2: Yes, I think um, she for me, I think would probably take the take the point for this one, um, purely for two reasons. One, for the bass intro, I really particularly like that, and number two. There's a about three quarters of the way into the song. There's this really long shriek that Billy Joel Armstrong uh, just lets out, and that that just I don't know it makes me laugh every time. I love it. Could we get an? In, could we get a rendition from you, in Um, my dad's in the other room, and he's going to yell at me if I speak any louder <laughs> than this. So well,
1: that will make it even better. Come on. I no. Isn't punk about pissing people off?
2: <laughs> Not my dad, though.
1: I won't cause any. Uh... Uh, Familiar dispu- disputes with that then And <laughs> I would you. love to hear the shriek sometime Another day, day.
0: Where are you giving your point to, Salme? Um
1: I do want to pay credit to Mike's bass work On She as well um, Because, yeah, it's I've already taken the time To recognise the drumming on Dookie But I think this was the point where I went far out It really does a good job of the bass as well I think purely... Like you said, the playfulness and also the versatility. Um, you know, you've got that intro of In the Garage. It's almost folky. And again, they've managed just to sneak another genre in there. So I think mm. for, I'm giving the points on versatility to In the Garage.
2: Okay. I did enjoy that harmonica at the start. Bit of a sucker for harmonica.
0: Yeah. There's a harmonica in My Name is Jonas there, isn't as well? So there like is. Yes, I, voice, I did know. I there? wrote
2: that down. That was like one of the first things I wrote down here.
0: Okay. So therefore, with the, on that note, that has led to a margin of 5-3 to three in favour of Weezer for Solomay's tally, where it's actually at 6-1 on Imran's side. Or we should make that 7-1 since you've gone with she, haven't you? I have.
1: Don't dodge it, Jason. What's your decision?
0: I think it's going to be in the garage. And that takes it to 5-3 on my end as well. Mm. Okay. Now, next up is probably the low the low point on both albums in my opinion sassafras roots versus holiday yeah
1: yeah i wrote the fade point uh it just kind of starts to just fizzle a little bit
2: isn't it yeah
1: yes definitely Um, i I love the the... sorry go on i love the intro of holiday but i think from after after that point i just kind of went yeah it's okay it's nice. If I heard it on the radio, I'd probably be excited when you hear a song you like on the radio, but it's not the same when you go home and listen to it. And probably the same for Sassafras Roots as well. Just, mm. yeah.
2: Mm. I think the only reason, I'd, I'd have to give this to Sassafras, for you, for Sassafras Roots. Oh, that's a tongue twister and a half. Purely because the the name is just really weird. I don't even know what it means, but it's just, it's, try saying that five times fast. It's really fun. But, yeah, I'd have to also sassupress agree roots, with them. Um,
1: <laughs> do you um, actually want
2: me to do it or not? Do it. Day.
1: Five? Sassafras Roots, Sassafras yes. Roots, Sassafras Roots. Nah.
2: No. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should quit while we're ahead. Yeah. Yes. Um. Yeah, I was going to say, again. I agree with Salome in the intro for Holiday. I did enjoy it. It was very, it's kind of swingy. I liked it. But it was, yeah, it was a bit repetitive and generic.
0: Hit on the nose um, too. So
2: very, yeah, so I'd have to give this one to Sassafras Roots.
0: Okay, my personal opinion, Holiday's a bit on the nose, but Sassafras Roots I just don't relate to at all. I know it's like a song where it's about you know how if we're wasting time together, why not we just hang out together and waste each other's time? Eh, I don't I don't really buy into that. So. I, I think know. I'm only going to take Holiday just to spite Sassafras Roots, which is kind of what happens on this show when I don't like both tracks. I'll just go with one just to spite the other.
1: Kind of like an election. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is a music podcast, Sarve. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sorry, it just got me thinking. Now I'm on the fence. Oh um, I, th- I think I'm in the same boat as you. I just, I don't really relate to either song, so... It's not a matter of which one. It's, it's not the battle that I had at track seven of which one do I love more. It's which one do I, I don't know. Consider the worse. least worse. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I'm on Sassafras Roots. Okay. I'll say it. I'm not confident. I, I could come back next week on air and say, I've made a huge mistake, <laughs> <laughs> but we'll leave it for now.
0: I'm looking ahead to uh, what's coming up because we are now at the end of the Blue Album. Yes. But we're only on track 10 for Dookie. Now, the problem is, on the last podcast I did with uh, Jacob and Tad, we did Iron Maiden's Number of the Beast versus Black Sabbath's Master of Reality. Jacob scored 4-4, which resulted in a draw of one and a half each. And I'm looking at that. I'm looking at this list and what I want to designate for the rest of Dookie. And I'm thinking we're running the risk of that. But that's then, and this is now... When I come around versus only in dreams, and for me, it's a no contest because When I Come Around is my favorite on the album.
2: Yeah, that's um. When I Come Around is my favorite, like my favorite song, definitely on the album as well. And I think it's an easy contest against Only in Dreams because I felt like that song went for way too long.
0: That song, I, I agree with you actually, Emran. I thought that song dragged a bit. It went
1: up and down and yeah. up
0: and down, and it was in, and it had
2: yeah. Uh, it, it should have ended halfway through the um through the song.
1: I have a question. Is yes. this a tall fan accusing a song of going for too long?
2: <laughs> okay. No, no. There's a difference. I, oh, don't, no, don't I just opened like a can of worms. <laughs> do not get me started. There's a difference between dragging a song on for too long and making a song 12 minutes when it, it should be 12 minutes.
1: You swallowed that bait whole before I'd even <laughs> cast the line into the ocean. <laughs> that was exactly what I wanted to happen. <laughs>
2: Right. Oh no!
0: If we want to just oh uh, god, if we can move on just very quickly, just so it doesn't turn into the great roast of Imran and his um long song uh, subjective outlook.
1: <laughs> um, I'm in the same boat. Uh, I'm on team when I come around. Now I'm starting to worry a little about what is going to happen later. This being the end for Weezer, it it, it is a good way to end the first album. It did drag a little, but I really did like. The acoustic work woven in with the electric work. It was it was quite dreamlike. But, yeah, you, you can't go past when I come around. It's another just classic Green Day, doing Green Day best song. So. You
0: know what's funny? Do you know how I first heard this song?
1: Uh, when how I Come Around I just- or Only in Dreams? When
0: I Come Around. It was... When I, when I used to ha- have my alarm set to about 20 past seven in the morning, for some reason it came up on the radio and the main riff of... Dun, 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 that was kind of like the way it woke me up and that was my first time ever hearing this song. Really? the song. It was it was the when I come that must around be traumatic. Riff, riff waking me up. and uh, oh, l- I could not imagine. That, yeah, it was that's
2: on- such a good riff, but to be traumatized by waking up in the morning when you're all like, you don't want to wake up and you're... You're all groggy and you're just like, I don't want to listen to anything right now. Well, I set my alarm to the rock
0: radio station, so I kind of knew what I was in for. Fair enough.
2: That's that's on you then.
0: Yes. And also just in, in another story. Uh, at the time, I was uh, doing a film course over at uh, RMIT University. And we were doing a film shoot and we were out in Eltham. And our production team had a mature age student who would have grown up with Dookie. So when we were just playing Mm. tunes during one of our lunch breaks, I just put when I come around on. And this mature aged adult student started bopping his head along. (laughs) And and (laughs) out of all of us kids, it was this guy kind of just rocking out to when I come around. And that was quite the sight.
1: It reminds me of me bonding with my primary school teachers over my love of David Bowie. (laughs) It's that one cooler old person that likes what you like. It's
2: Yeah.
0: Okay, so, so I now... I
2: think i bonded with many a teachers with my music taste as well.
0: So now, we've reached the end of the Blue Album. The scores currently stand as this. Imran, let's put it this way. It's a complete landslide right now. It's 8-1 to one in favour of Dookie. So it's it's just a foregone conclusion that Dookie's going to get a what grand point from you. For for I and I, it is going to be... It's going to be an interesting contest heading into the final few songs and see where we designate, if we choose to designate points to the final few songs on Dookie because, for myself, it is 6-4 in favour of Dookie and for Solomon, it is five all.
1: Oh, my gosh. Am I on 5 all? Yeah. Oh, no. How, done? How does it work from here? Maybe I should have voted so, for Holiday. Crap. If you
0: really... <laughs> If you really enjoy the following few songs on Dookie, if you think it is worthy of a point, give it a gold star. It's all down to a matter of choice because if you don't think it is, you don't need to give it a point and the score remains unchanged. So it's whether you want to seek this out again at your own fruition and if you think it's worthy of a point. So the first one up is Coming Clean, uncontested.
1: Half of me really wants it just to be a fair fight. But the other half of me, I know that we were saying about how Only in Dreams is kind of where, well, and Only in Dreams and Holiday was where the Blue Album started to fizzle a bit. I feel like this was where I kind of, I didn't, I won't say I lost interest because I do love Dookie as an album, but I think it was the point where I, I just allowed myself to get a little distracted. You know, you sit down, you listen to an album, you're listening very solidly at, at the beginning, but then, you know, you get maybe at around eight ish tracks in and you kind of just go and do other things in the background yeah. as well. That was kind of the point that I got to here with Dookie.
2: I mean this is the this is the first of three tracks in a row that go for under two minutes. So I don't blame you.
1: Oh well, yeah.
0: What's mm. your overall take then, Eva, on Coming Clean?
2: I it's a bop. I it's like it's nothing more than just a classic Green Day Bop. That's all we can really say, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, there's there's not much I could think of apart from it's just it's it's something I just bought my head to and that's about it. If there was a
0: Weezer, if there was a Weezer song that did go up against it, do you think Coming Clean get a point? Uh
2: it would depend on the Weezer song. Okay. Mm,
1: for me looking back at everything on the album, I probably would say I think more more Weezer songs would beat it than wouldn't. Like there might be one that I'd go, Yeah, yeah, Coming Clean's mm. better than that, but
2: Yeah. I think I'd have yeah. to agree with that too.
1: Like poor old say it ain't so coming up against basket case. If it was against coming clean, it would <laughs> be a no contest. Um. <laughs> <Okay>. yeah, <exactly. laughs>
0: I'm kind of with all both of you. I don't think I'm, I'm interested in giving this one a point. Fair enough. Is anyone willing to give a point to, uh, how do you pronounce this? Amorous sleepers? Um, Ameneas sleepers. Arminius sleepers. Maybe. Thank you. I think.
2: Don't quote me on that.
0: Once again, as you said, Imran, less than two minutes.
2: Yep, a minute forty-three. I wrote it down because I was, it was I listened to it and I was like, that was quick.
0: Is once again not not too much. i I really think of nothing really jumps out at me on this song as well.
2: I think this one, this and coming clean for me kind of goes together with the. Whenever I listen to the album, these two kind of just have to be in order. Right. It's one. It's like two two songs that kind of mash into one almost, even though they're two different songs. It's just, it's, it's one of those things that just kind of have to go together.
1: Yeah, I was very in the same boat. And I think because they're both very short songs as well, um, mm. it was easy to kind of, in, in your brain, especially because it's something from so many years ago, for it to kind of just slush together. I would have been more willing to give Coming Clean a point than I was, um, again, Eminius Sleepus, I think we're saying it hmm. correctly. Um, so yeah, I'll pass.
0: Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in the same boat. I'm, I was willing to give this one a pass too. However, this one, I was willing to give a point because the pace quickens and it gets a little bit more exciting. It's kind of like Burnout where it's another, it's the second
2: wave of adrenaline that hits the album in the end. This is another song that's under two minutes, but I did particularly like this one. It's, it's very catchy. It just comes kind of comes out of nowhere. I really like it.
0: It's getting a star from me, by the way, Imra.
2: Damn.
1: I am, son.
2: Yeah. I think a, a particular thing that I particularly enjoyed about this was um the the lyrics in this, like the lyrical phrasing, really works well with the rhythm of the song. It just, like, it hits kind of each beat, so it just flows, like, so it's almost like a river, it's got a really fast river. Hmm. Sameh, thoughts?
1: Again, I'm tempted, because the change of pace is really appreciated um, after, you know, the sort of trough point, but... I don't know. I don't give out gold stars very easily. Um, they're kinda, it's like Haley's Comet. It only comes around every so often. So I think I'm going to have to stick to my guns.
0: Dan, okay.
1: <laughs> Imran, yeah. were you gold starring or not?
2: You know what? Probably not, actually. It's, a, it's a great song, but this is, I don't think this is a song where you a gold star.
0: Interesting, interesting, interesting. I, just as a reminder, am going to give it a gold star. And for me, that has made an interesting difference to my score where Weezer's Blue Album is still at six. However, Dookie's at five. Oh, catching up. Ooh. Imran, obviously for you, no change. It's at eight, one. So that's getting a grand point immediately. I don't I don't think Weezer's coming back from that. At least at least on one side of the panel. This is yeah. a, one of the deciders <laughs> because as much as this may be the final track, at least when you get the CD and you look at the track listings, there's something else at play here. But let's get to that in due time. Let's talk about FOD. This is another song that I think is going to be making a big change to the final result here, but let's hear your opinions. Quick question. Do you know what FOD means? Uh, um, I didn't know at the time, no. What does it stand for?
2: I can't say it on air. I was just, I was making a joke. (laughs) Ah. Don't worry. Um... Yeah, no. I, it just I,
1: actually did, F, I actually, I actually, didn't know. But, oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> I, How like, I can, I can, I can guess now. Like after you've said it, but yeah, I, I actually mm. didn't know. Um,
0: Fod. So again, is maybe a punk rock English, uh, uh Sorry, acronym.
2: <laughs> yeah, we it's, like no, it. it's, This is yeah. The song is just sheer like in your like. This is the most. This is the epitome of like. I don't care about anything in the world. I'm pure punk. Like, I'm, I'm going to spit my gum on the streets kind of deal and <laughs> put my feet up on the table. In a the punk rock and of stuff. you, Imran. That's, yeah, it's, that's about as far as I go. So, mate.
1: See, I didn't even know what it stood for, so I'm a bit confused as how much of an impression it had on me.
0: At least musically, oh. what do you think?
1: Oh, very much the same boat as Imran. It's just, here I am. I don't give a stuff. Let's go, basically. Mm-hmm. It's yeah
0: it's much it's definitely the heaviest song like um Imran mm. you might need to confirm this uh, on my behalf but I would say it's the heaviest I, yeah. it's the tonally
2: I was I wrote that down actually is that it's like I felt like it was once that once that acoustic guitar leaves and that those <laughs> instruments hit it just it hits that's there's like I didn't I didn't feel power like that throughout the whole album until that point and I think it's really good that I think they placed it perfectly That right at the end. If, like, if you manage to stay until the end, that's that's when it hits. And it's just perfectly placed in the album. And that's just what you want. I think I'm going to give this one a gold star. You are? I'm so
0: yep. glad Ooh. you said that. Because what is Solomay going to say?
1: Oh, I'm really conflicted. Um, because I did like that it was so different from everything we've heard before. But again... Like, it, it It took me a long time to kind of stir it in my brain and remember it when I was listening back. So, once again, I think I'm sticking to my guns.
2: Damn. Interesting.
1: Maybe I have an underlying bias. I don't know. <laughs> I'm struggling. Now,
0: <laughs> this is where things get very interesting because my score is currently is 6-5, and I want to give FOD Ooh. a star.
1: Ooh.
0: Oh, no. So, that technically means... We're in we're in a compromising situation once again on the Great Metal standoff when we're risking a result I really try and avoid on this show. But however, <laughs> when FOD comes to a close, there's still a piece of music there. There's a hidden there track.
1: There Who is. wants to
2: comment on all by myself?
1: I love it's a hidden track.
2: track. It's it's just it feels it's folky. It feels like just a classic piss take song. I I don't think I wanna mention what I think it's about. I've never actually researched it but I think it's about something I'm not going to mention it but it's just this like fun like it it feels like a demo it's it's a nice track I like the guitar in it but it's kind of it's a bonus track for a reason
1: the the guitar work it it sounds like almost spanish it it kind of reminds me of mm. the spanish guitar music my grandmother plays in her apartment um and yeah it's it's a nice little track I can I can see why it's there, but I can also see, like you said, why it is a hidden track. So if I haven't been awarding gold stars for FOD, I don't think I'll be doing it now. But yeah.
0: Jason, any other gold stars you want to give up? Nah, I'm not I'm not giving it to all by myself. Hidden mm. track, that's great, but didn't really do much for me. And that brings us to the end of Dookie versus Weezer. The competitors now may leave the Coliseum, and let's see what our grand totals are. Let's see where our grand points are going to lie. Now, let's start with the obvious in run 8-1. Do- Dookie gets a grand point there.
2: It's got a place in my heart. That's Dookie me.
0: For myself, because I gave that goal star start FOD, it's now 6-all, and it's a draw. So therefore, <laughs> technically... As a result of a draw, both albums get a half half point each. Oh man! Oh dear! 6-5. Six, five,
1: six, five.
0: Salome. I your, also
1: had a tie, didn't your I? Your final
0: score is five all. <laughs> so it's oh, another no. half.
2: So it's another half point each. Does that mean it's two two and a half against two? Technically, it's
0: Dookie wins two one. If you add all the half points together,
2: oh, I
0: didn't well answer.
1: played. Huh. I just don't know why we're always even, Stevens, when I hang out with the two of you. <laughs> okay,
0: that that That's is a reference to when we do our rock and trivia. Salome is the quiz master. Imran and I always seem to res- result in a draw.
1: <laughs> and here I am, the drawiest draw of all. No gold stars. No anything to come into it. I've just left it completely even between these two.
0: But unlike our Iron Maiden and Black Sabbath battle, the half-point draw has accumulated into an overall result, and Dookie has defeated Weezer's Blue Album 2-1. to Hell yeah.
1: Congratulations.
0: Well done, Dookie. I think the the strength in numbers uh, pulled it through in the end, especially with those uncontested tracks in the back half.
1: Yeah, so if you're going into battle... Sometimes quantity, yeah, it does pay off. Mm.
0: Strength in numbers. Well, um, that's, that's the battle portion done. We'll wrap things up on the Great Metal standoff. Uh, crew, thanks very much for joining us here.
2: Thank you for inviting Thank you. me. It,
1: it, it's been enjoyable reviewing two great Definitely albums from a, again. from a great year. Well, now that
0: the uh, conversation is over, I might just take a quick moment to uh, correct a little tongue-tied brain fade that I made during the conversation. After track 10 in the conversation, I did accidentally say that my personal tally score was 6-4 in favour of Dukey. That was a mistake. It was actually Weezer's Blue Album that had the 6-4 lead after track 10. And so just in case you got a little bit confused as to why if I said that 6-4 in favour of Dukey to end up being a draw, that was the reason why got a bit tongue-tied, my apologies there, it was 6-4 in favour of Weezer, and therefore hopefully that makes that draw a little bit more sensical. But with that being said, a big thank you goes out to the members of our Moshpit team, Salome and Imran, for helping out in deciding between these two pioneering albums, and uh, as you heard, according to us here at Moshpit, Green Day's Dookie stands tall over Weezer's Blue Album, and... Funny enough, uh, this was the second occasion Green Day has been in the uh, Great Metal Standoff Coliseum or arena or whatever you want to call it. Uh, On an earlier podcast, American Idiot went up against the Black Parade. Would you like to know who won that battle? Be sure to check out our previous podcasts over at omni.fm and the link would be there at our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash metal standoff pod. If you had voted over at our poll, were you surprised by this result? And also, what other battles should we do in future podcasts? Let's keep that conversation going by sending your suggestions to facebook.com forward slash metal standoff Well, that about does it for this edition of the Great Metal Standoff. If you want to hear more of Salome and Imran's love for punk rock and heavy metal, Fly, or you really want to see how competitive Imran and I can really get on live radio, check out our Mosh on Sin program every week from 8 till 10 on Thursday nights on Sin 90.7 FM, digital radio or from your preferred device at sin.org.au That's all from me, thanks for listening Metal up your ass!